Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, Nick Sainert back with you, Rico, alongside... Drop my phone. Um, we're back. 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com, 402-464-5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sardar Heyman text line, both those open for you guys. It's a good show. A good What's show. your deal, Rico? <laughs> Yo, man, Rico, almost four times a week. Let, let, we'll, we'll do this. What? what you trying to spill the, you trying to spill no, the beans? What are no, you doing? no. It, it was exactly kind of what we were hoping for with our TikTok. It's just not you know coming to fruition. Uh, because I'm not doing a single thing <laughs> like, with the TikToks. TikToks are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here's the inside to what ha- goes on right before we go on the air. Rico goes, man, I'm just, I'm so tired. I'm so tired, man. I just need to. And then halfway through the show, he just can't stop <laughs> laughing, and he's juiced up and ready to go. Yeah. So I I can never trust We're him, basically. 30 minutes in, and I'm ready for a <laughs> show. <laughs> I'm finally ready. All right, let's do it. Let's have a good show. All right, 402-464-5685, Honda League and Hotline, the Sardar Heyman text line. Um, Nebraska basketball. Season's obviously over. They what? missed out on a 2023 shooter uh, from Oklahoma yesterday. He got, he commits to Oklahoma State. Um, Tragic. W- we're expecting staff changes. Yes. I, that's that's very apparent, and, and we're going to get them here shortly, I, I would assume. Um, I keep watching my my twitter my tweet deck i'm just ready you know i have the, the hashtag hashtag huskers pulled hashtag up so huskers. that it it automatically refreshes and things um whenever it comes out we're still yet to hear it but me and rico were talking is are there any benefits to cleaning the whole slate and, and let me let me let me kind of put set this into yes yeah, set the table so the Nebraska's three full-time assistants, Matt Abdomasi, Armand Gates, Nate Lenzer. Doc is not on the full-time, and, and he's uh, then Bobby Lutz is gone, so you don't have to worry about him. Um, Buzzy's director of player development, and uh, what's it called? Um, Luca is director of ops. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the, the full-time assistant coaches, the, the coaches that do things for the team on the floor. So the four are Abdomasi, Lenzer, uh, Doc, Doc, and Armand Gates. Yes. 
are there any benefits to cleaning the whole slate for Fred Hoiberg? Because if if you think about it, sorry, sorry, you're Rico. Good. No, you're fine. To, to, if you think about it, you're sitting here going, okay, Nebraska needs to win. Once again, Nebraska needs to win. And in college basketball, it's a different conversation than it is in football. Because you can make transitions and you can make adjustments quicker. Because you're dealing with fewer guys and just flipping a season around with college basketball is a lot easier than it is in college football. The game for is example, different. for example, Iowa State, 2 and 22 last year, they are now an 11 seed in the big in the, in the NCAA tournament playing. Wild. And, and there's they have a, a favorable matchup in 6 seed LSU without a head coach. Mm-hmm. So and, and we there's more examples of that, but Otzelberger's been able to flip it around in one year and and whatever you want to say about that. But it, are there benefits to cleaning the whole slate? Because there's always there's been a popular names swirling around, whether it's been guys that handle strictly recruiting, whether it's guys that handle what we thought to be defense. I, I don't I don't know if there's benefits to cleaning the whole slate because what's interesting is we remember how big of a get Armand Gates was. Mm-hmm. And that whole situation, just to remind the listeners, he was at Northwestern, then Mike White down at Florida, who took George's job now, but mm-hmm. at the time he was at Florida, he brought in Armand Gates from Northwestern to be the associate head coach. The other people, the other staff members and coaches at Florida did not like how Armand just jumped him. So then two weeks after taking that job, Nebraska, Tim Miles was able to pull him away. Yep. So there was that kind of situation. But that was a big, big, big day. Pull. Big pull for Nebraska men's basketball. And now you had Matt Abdelmasi, who who was re, you know regarded as a great recruiter. Getting him out of St. John's was was, yes. was massive because that's his alma mater. That's where that's where he went to school. So so pulling him away from there to to come to Nebraska and everybody knows how good of a recruiter he is. That was was massive when that happened as well. Yeah, and then you getting had, Doc what out of retirement or or away from at, Southern well, Miss. So I, I don't know. I can't remember if he was fired from Southern Miss or if he left Southern Miss if he stepped down and came to yeah. Nebraska or if he stepped down it wasn't retirement or considering retirement it's either way he's there, here it was it was Southern Miss was his last stop and then yeah. he came here and that was regarded as a pretty big get as well former head coach for Nebraska mm-hmm. coming to Nebraska to to help uh, a young slightly proven coach uh, get his footing and get his way I, I don't even know if it'd be slightly proven because at the college level Fred Hoiberg is proven yeah, I, I, I well, he, I so think, he was proven like, at the he was proven at the college level, and then he went to the NBA, yes. and that kind of sullied his image a little bit. There was a lot though within that Chicago Bulls organization, the upper management. They set him up for failure, big time, big time, and, and he made the playoffs. He made yeah. the postseason. Um, he would have won his first round matchup if his point guard didn't get hurt. Exactly. Well, and and that's the thing is, the, the Bulls kind of set him up for failure, and there was while he was at Iowa State. That's why I, I don't like to put. The, the Chicago, the time that he was the head coach of the Chicago Bulls into account for what he's doing at Nebraska. Because, number one, it's a different game. Yes, he's run more of a pro-style kind of, of offense. I, I get that. And it has not worked. No. It's not worked at Nebraska. But I, I tend to lean more on what he was able to accomplish and do at Iowa State mm-hmm. than banking on and referring to more of the stuff that he was doing at Chicago because of the way that he was set up for failure. And here's here's what I'll also say. I don't blame Fred Hoiberg for leaving Iowa State when he did. 
He he there was a, there was talks that the year before he left, I, I believe 2014, 2015, um the year before he left that he would be an NBA coach then that following year. Wasn't and then it was basically two years of talks of of him being, you know, a, a NBA caliber coach. I mean, at the, the jump, and and at the time he was, yeah, at the time that was perfect. That was that was exactly where he wanted to be. He wanted to he wanted to work his way up to the NBA. He was you know former player. He had worked in front offices before. He wanted mm-hmm. to be in the NBA, so he he got that chance. He took it, and it was a great. At the time, it was a great move, and it seemed like a really good hire for the Chicago Bulls. It didn't work out. Whatever. Uh, Nebraska gets him, and again, he was one of the hotter names on the on the you know coaching market. A lot of other teams wanted him, so Nebraska pulling Fred Hoiberg was a was a fantastic get. But the benefits to cleaning house, I mean, I don't I don't really know what the benefits or the or the the risk reward to cleaning house would be, except for you've had this staff for for you know two years, three years, and it hasn't yielded anything. Maybe a change would help, but then again, there are ways that you can keep the staff, keep the staff. Keep the players. You have the relationships with everybody that's already there. You have relationships with people that are coming in. Um, with the current staff that you have, if you were to keep them and make slight changes in in roles or what people do, what people you know, who people talk to, you know, just just yeah. just subtle changes to to people's responsibilities within the program, that could also lead to. Uh, a change in philosophy, a change in winning, a change in in the record for next season. But it's either way, something has to change. Whether it's whether it's you know wholesale changes in who is there, or changes in in roles that the staff you know have to undertake. Because you've you've had these guys, you've had you know your 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 recruiter, you've had your defensive guy, you've had your your you know practice trainer, you've had you know, your your. I don't know, player development. Like, you have all these guys doing all these things, and right now it's not working. Well, if you remember, I mean, they got Nate Lenzer from, from the Chicago Bulls, or Another. he spent time. And, and once again, it's like they, every single one time, of the best trainers in the they, NBA. They got their, their strength strength coach from, from the T-Wolves, and, or in, you know, the G League affiliate, and which is still part of an NBA organization. And there's there was a lot of um, warranted reason to be excited about – these hires when they came in and John says this on the text line. Uh, I don't know guys. It just seems to me like the basketball teams need some stability uh, in the team. Whoever is in charge of recruiting, not the transfer portal should be replaced. Get some freshmen who will be here for a couple years with a few transfer transfers sprinkled in. What's interesting about that is Nebraska. This, the staff has seemed to go after some higher level recruits, mm-hmm. the freshman recruits, right? And, Think of a guy like Bryce McGowan's. What's interesting about that? We talk about stability, and what's wild in Nebraska or in college basketball nowadays. Now with the ability to have the G League, we're seeing. We saw it with kind of like a guy like Simeon Wilcher, CJ's brother. Um, we're seeing it with Bryce. Nebraska's not a program that can live off of the one and dones. No. They're, they're not going to be. They're they're. It's just, just the way it is, and the and way that's to, totally fine. Also, yeah, the way to live off of one and dones is either you get multiple or you have kind of yes. what what John is saying. You have an established roster, and then you bring in you mm-hmm. you 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 bring in this bounty hunter to yes. to come in. You know, take some heads, maybe get you some wins, maybe yeah. get you to a postseason, and then they're out. So what's interesting about that though is if you look, okay, so who are kind of the caliber of guys that Nebraska is sitting there at seven wins or you know or suffer, or, you know hovering around that seven win total for the last three years 
what what are the what's the caliber of guys? Well, they've been able to get some high level recruits, um, but is that sustainable? Is are, are they going to be able to count on getting a five star like Bryce McGowan's every single year in the recruiting class? Probably Chances not. are probably not. So then you have to think, okay, are they? They need to get three stars. They need to find and, and not three stars. They need to get. Um, just lower level guys that aren't going to go to the NBA after one year or don't have prospects to go to the G League out of high school. You got to have multiple multiple year college guys. Yes, and so what that means is that's going to require development while they're here. So then you ask the question: Have you developed those guys that have been on your roster? Mm-hmm. That that's I, up in the air. That's that's the hard part because in in. And, you and you and saw we, Bryce we from don't the beginning, though. But you saw Bryce from the beginning of the season yeah. to the end of the season. He improved. You saw Derek Walker. You know he only played half the season last year. From the beginning of the season to the middle of the season, where I think he really flourished. The yeah. middle of the season, it it he still played really well towards the end. But they were deferring more to Bryce, so Derek wasn't getting as many touches or as many looks as he was getting in the middle of the season. So it looks like he wasn't doing as much. But I still think he was an integral part of the offense, the defense, the, just the entire team. C.J. Wilcher started off slow. As the season went on, he became your best three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. Alonzo Verge, we we kind of knew what we were going to get, or we thought we knew what we were going to get when he came from Arizona State, uh, uh, six-man of the year in the Pac-12. Yeah. At the beginning of the season, he was in that six-man role. He was just, I'm trying to score, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that. And as the season wore on, you saw him kind of become more of a point guard mm-hmm. as opposed to a shooting guard, more of a one instead of a two. And and it kind of helped Nebraska. It didn't lead to wins, but you could see well, his it progression. Did, it did in the final then, three yeah, games. But then to the end, at the end of the season, yeah. he was he was a mix of both. He he combined what he did at Arizona State as a scoring guard and what Nebraska wanted him to do as a pass first point. Mm-hmm. He combined the two, and that's what led to those wins. So it took a while. It took unfortunately, it took you Too know long. to the end of the season. But yeah. you saw you can see the development with some of these guys coming throughout the season. The unfortunate thing for Nebraska is it took three years and 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 you know three fourths of a season before the development showed itself. Well, the development it's hard to show itself when you're you're having one year transfer portal guys. Yeah, like how big of a is a sample size of of one season when you're talking about a guy like Alonzo Verge who's played college basketball before and finally understands his role on a new team in the final three games of the season. Mm-hmm. So you ask yourself how, how much. Can you really say that that's development by the coaches or him just figuring out since he's been around the block in college basketball and played at this level that he's been able? But he okay. Here's here's an example. Look at a guy like Lat Casey, like Lat Lat more specifically. Okay, yeah, Casey's in his first year. Casey's in his first year. So then once again you have that you know that sample size of or lack of sample size. Mm -hmm. So you're sitting here going, all right, Casey or Lat, excuse me, holy smokes, (laughs) Lat. I really hasn't developed into the guy, the player that. And once again, like in the first six months, it's it's understandable. There's mm-hmm. that transition, but it's the second year. As at, at Nebraska, you're going to have to figure out a way to develop guys that aren't having the G League prospects, aren't going to have the uh, the NBA looks. Those are great when they come, mm-hmm. but at Nebraska, it's not going to happen. If you think about it, think of a guy like Brandon Ubell. Think of a guy like Siobhan Shields, who their 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 ceiling is playing overseas, but somehow, some way, and Brandon Ubell, it may be a stretch, um, but they they were quality players at the time, mm-hmm. like for Nebraska at the collegiate level, they were solid for, players for Nebraska, what which Nebraska's Nebraska? brand has has improved 
because of Fred Hoiberg, the brand has improved. Yeah. Has the quality of play since then? Currently, maybe not. Currently, this style of Nebraska is not going to, aside from you know, obviously Bryce McGowan's. This current style of Nebraska, this current iteration of the Nebraska men's basketball team is not going to bring in first-round predicted guys straight out of high school or in their first year of college. Bryce McGowan's is going, not going to come up, come every year. What you're going to have to bring in is guys who are not projected to the NBA, not projected to the G League until their second, third year, mm-hmm. and then, depending on how solid the season is, play themselves into a first-round exactly. grade. Exactly. That and, and again, that goes back to what you said, development. You're going to have to bring guys in who have solid skills, who are really good basketball players, mm-hmm. but you need to turn them into the NBA players that Fred knows. Again, Fred played. Fred coached in the NBA. He yeah. knows what it takes to get there. He needs to get guys who have the raw talent, the raw skills, the basketball know-how that he believes can get them there, but they're just not there yet. That's what Nebraska is going to have to bring in because you're not going out there and and plucking you know one of those five stars that that are going to team up with three other five stars at Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, Texas, Gonzaga. You're not going to get those guys. Let's continue this talk this conversation on the other side. We got to get to break. Um, 402-464-5685. John, we'll get to your text and uh, any other texts that roll in during the during the break. We'll be right back on the happy hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.